Welcome to Systematic Theology 2, Theo 530. We're excited to have you once again uh, studying the doctrines of theology with us. And I just want to take a few minutes here to just say a few words about what it is that we're about. But, but before I do that, let me just, uh, in a kind of remote sort of way, welcome you to the campus of Liberty University. I'm here on the, this gorgeous campus uh, that uh, God has given us and that we continue to marvel at how he uh, continues to bless us. And, uh, and I hope that one of the things that you will do before you graduate, or maybe at the time you graduate, if not before, is to make your way on a pilgrimage to this beautiful campus. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, let's talk a little bit about systematic theology. I assume, uh, since you're taking systematic two, that you've probably also had systematic one. On the other hand, it may be, in fact, that you're doing this backwards. And if that's what you're doing, it's okay. Uh, you're in, in good hands. Uh, it's not going to be a problem. Uh, but I would like to just kind of recap a little bit about uh, what what it is that we're up to in a theology class. And uh, in Systematic One, we talk about the nature and the method of systematic theology. And, um, and here, we, we're sort of midstream, and we're kind of continuing on in that task. Uh, but before we do, I, I just want to go back and, and recap a few things. I want to talk a little bit about two things. One about the nature of, of theology in general. Uh, and then I want to talk about the nature of systematic theology uh, in, uh, specifically. Uh, so um, first of all, the nature of theology in general. I think uh, if you were to ask the average person, what's the image, uh, what's the one word that comes to mind when you hear the word theology? Uh, what's a synonym that comes to your mind? I think. A lot of people who would just say um, boring, um, whatever. Uh, and I think for a lot of people, when we think about theology, uh, we, we, we think about some, some discipline that's totally irrelevant, un, unnecessary, unimportant in my life, has nothing to do with the real world that I live in. And, uh, and so... Um, Let's talk a little bit about that. What is what is theology? I I, uh, I like the little book that that Grenz and uh, and Olson wrote some years ago, where they they kind of lay out the theological disciplines in uh, a uh, in a kind of a spectrum, uh, where uh, you, uh, you you start with uh, in in their con configuration, you start with folk theology. Now, now, there's a sense in which, and this was actually, I think, the title of their book, everyone's a theologian uh, in some way or another. Uh, you, you can ask anybody on the street their opinion about God or heaven or hell or uh, any number of, of topics, and they've got an opinion. In fact, uh, if you press them, you'll discover that their opinions uh, are pretty dogmatic. They hold their opinions rather, rather firmly. Um, and yet, if you talk to one person as, to, as opposed to another, you'll discover that <laughs> oftentimes they're just miles apart. Um, 
and, and so there is a kind of folk theology out there. You go on the internet and there are all kinds of, of uh, we call them uh, uh, urban myths that have to do with some miracle that God performed in somebody's life and, or some, some angel that appeared to somebody or some apparition. And, and uh, you know, and these things ripple along in the, in the internet as people try to unpack this in some kind of theological way. And, and so I think, I think most people, they, they imagine that there is a God and maybe he hears them or knows where they are and sometimes will answer their prayers and occasionally they'll, they'll kind of um, try to get their lives together a little bit and, and before they have to pray about something now that's life-threatening. Um, and and uh, so it, it's out there. We, we just call it folk theology. And, and these are kind of um, on-the-street ideas that people have about the nature of the supernatural. Uh, and then uh, Grenzen also talk about what they call lay theology. Now, anyone who's ever been in ministry, and many of you are taking this class because you are in ministry. Maybe you're a pastor, you're on pastoral staff, uh, maybe you work in a parachurch ministry. In, in some kind of counseling, spiritual counseling cat, uh, capacity. Uh, and, and, uh, and you know what I'm talking about. There are people, uh, maybe they got saved a year or two ago, and um, they're starting to read. And, and they're starting to read the Bible. Uh, and they come up with, as a pastor, I used to love it when, uh, when I had a person who, who had just come to Christ, and, and, and now he's beginning to ask some hard questions, and he's listening uh, carefully uh, to the sermons, and, and, uh, and sometimes he'll, he'll even come and say something like, you know, I don't know why we sing this song. It sounds to me like it's unbiblical. Uh, and uh, it, it gives the pastor an opportunity to actually dig a little deeper. And uh, so we have people... Uh, who are beginning to package their theology. Now, it's, it, it's, not, uh, it's not deep, perhaps. Uh, it's not reflexive, uh, or re fully reflective, I mean. Um, it, it's, not, um, you know, it's not systematic, uh, carefully uh, put together in a coherent sort of way. Uh, it's just, um, yeah, they're just beginning to uh, put these ideas together much like a child might begin to put their words together. And it's always exciting to see that. Uh, but as you move along in that, in, in that continuum from folk theology to lay theology, which is now a serious engagement with the truth of God in His Word, uh, they, they speak of ministerial theology. The other day I was asked to be a part of uh, the memorial service for a dear one who had just passed away a week ago. and um, One of the things that a pastor does, and again, you may well relate to this as you think about it, but one of the things that a pastor does uh, is he, he, he or she, quite frankly, uh, uh, some of you are ladies and you're pastoring, you tell me at least, uh, but the pastor is, is this person who, who uh, is, is is trying to get people to interpret the realities of their life in biblical ways. Uh, as it were, we, we sort of theologize on their lives, don't we? 
So theology isn't, isn't always, and quite frankly, uh, in many occasions, it's just simply not about some ancient truth uh, that we have to uh, translate from the Latin uh, or whatever so that we can say it the right way and not know what we're talking about. Uh, theology, in, in a very real sense, um, is, is understanding what God is doing in my life and, and realizing that maybe he answered my prayer in a way that just completely surprised me. Uh, and, and it wasn't what I asked for, but it was what I needed. And you realize that God really is sovereign in my life. He really does know what's going on in my life. And uh, that says something about the nature of God, doesn't it? So a pastor does a lot of that, and it's what Grenz and Olson call ministerial theology, the kind of work that we do. And in, in, uh, parents, of course, do that all the time, too, I would hope, Christian parents. As you interpret answers to prayer and experiences in our lives, uh, you, you let the kids know this is God at work. Uh, and we call that ministerial theology. Uh, then, moving along in that continuum, they suggest that a fourth category of, of theology is, is what they call um, professional theology. Now, if you were, try to, were to try to identify where you are on this map, um, Grenz and Olson would perhaps say to you, you are here on this map. This is where you are right now. Um, you're taking your theology class because you're probably in a, a ministry program and you, you're training to, to do ministry or you're training to, to enhance the ministry that you already have. And, and what that forces you to do is it forces you to begin to, to think systematically about the things of God. Uh, so that when people ask you these hard questions, why is God doing this in my life? Or, or is it true that Jesus Christ is God? And, and how do I understand God in the manger? Uh, these are hard questions that people ask. And sometimes the skeptics will bring this stuff up and they'll try to, to uh, discourage people in their faith, try to tear down their faith. And so there are people who are asking those hard questions. Now, if you're going to try to answer those questions, then, of course, um, you have to have thought about it. Uh, you have to have considered these matters. One of the things that we're going to deal with in this class uh, has to do with the, the nature and the work of Jesus Christ. We're going to look at the person and work of the Holy Spirit. Uh, we're going to look at the nature of the church and eschatology and, and, and these are the kinds of, in fact, actually, if you compare theology one and theology two, uh, there's a sense in which what we cover in this class uh, is much more pertinent to what you're going to engage in in ministry. For example, there's a whole section on the study of the doctrine of salvation. And, and the nature of the atonement of Jesus Christ. And, and uh, see, these are the issues in evangelism, in uh, discipleship. These are the kinds of things that we're engaged with in a very vital way in people's lives. So, so um, we call this professional theology. Sometimes I say to my students, 
the best time to be a, a heretic is in seminary. Um, because if, if you're going to be a heretic in seminary, you can't get away with it. Uh, there's somebody that's going to call you on it uh, and, and correct you on it. So this is a good place to start you know, getting your, your own questions out there. And um, if, if you propose an answer that is unbiblical or that is off base, um, that's why we're here. Uh, and so we call this, this whole process uh, professional theology because it has to do, uh, quite frankly, with your profession, as it were, uh, in ministry. I know sometimes you like to think of what you do as ministry, not profession. But there's a sense in which it is indeed uh, a profession. Uh, it is a, uh, a great honor that, and, and a trust that people place in you. Uh, and it's why you have to live a life that is ethically responsible, that is theologically informed, that is biblically grounded. And so that's why you're in this program, I know. And, and so I want to encourage you that this is not a class uh, that is totally irrelevant to what you want to do. It's In fact, it's the core of what you want to do. And, and so uh, I hope that out of this experience you will develop a real theological backbone that will enable you to stand and to stand strong and to stand straight and right. There's one other category that Grins and Olson like to talk about. Uh, and, and, and that's what they call academic theology. Uh, academic theology uh, is the kind of thing that, that um, well, let me, let me put it this way. Academic theology is to systematic theology like philosophy of science is to science. Uh, let me expand on that a bit. Um, people get into science because they want to solve some problem that will change the world. Maybe they want to find the cure for cancer. Maybe they want to build a bridge that uh, is the most amazing thing ever built. Um, maybe they want to figure out how to build a car that gets 100 miles to the gallon uh, and, uh, and yet uh, doesn't compromise in strength and safety. Um, they, they get into that discipline because they really have some practical uh, application in mind. A philosopher of science, on the other hand, doesn't really care what you do with that. Uh, if, uh, if the science, scientist talks about truth or the scientist talks about uh, some idea that they have in mind, the philosopher just wants to know what in the world you mean by that. What is truth? Uh, what do you mean by uh, what you, 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 you say. Well, likewise, in academic theology, there are people out there that, that just kind of like to ask questions, well, what is faith? Uh, when you talk about God, what, what, what is that? Um, what does that look like? Um, and, and oftentimes, uh, when you read what some of these people do uh, in their discipline, um, you realize that this has nothing to do with the life of the church. Uh, I think of, of Tillich, for example. Um, he, uh, he raised those kinds of questions. Well, what is faith? Well, he said faith is doubt. Well, what in the world does he mean by whatever? Um, 
And, um, but Paul Tillich, if you knew anything about his life, you knew that, that he lived a terrible, ungodly existence. Uh, he and his wife both had a terrible reputation in the community because of the licentious lifestyle that they, they carried on with uh, wife swapping and just all kinds of ungodly behavior. Uh, and so you ask yourself, well, what in the world, why would a person, why would a person who, who has such an ungodly life be interested in theology? Well, he's not interested in theology because he's interested in God, mind you. He's interested in just kind of what the discipline and what the concepts are about. And I think sometimes when we think about theology, that's the stereotype that we think about. We, we, we think about this, this idea that, uh, uh, that involves something totally irrelevant to my life. That's not what we're doing in this class. We're, quite frankly, we're not interested in theology just for its sake, its own sake. Uh, we're interested, well, we're interested in training you to be able to deal with the Word of God to rightly divide the Word of God, to disciple people in the truths of Scripture in a responsible way. Uh, that's really what we're about. Christian theology uh, is, is to be distinguished from theology in this broad sense. Christian theology is theology that, uh, well, um, let me put it this way. When you do theology, in, in a biblical Christian way. It's worshiping God with your mind. We, we worship God with our voices. We worship God with our, our substance. But here's a great way to worship God with your mind. You're in a graduate program, and for that reason, I know that God has given you a great mind. And, and this is one of those moments this is one of those wonderful opportunities where you can dedicate your mind to the things of God and, and worship Him in that respect. And, and, and secondly, uh, Christian theology is, is uh, responsive to the church. We're not just about asking generic questions that have nothing to do with, uh, with the life of the church. We, we're in this because we stand over, in, in some responsible way, a local body of believers, and we're accountable to them. They're looking to you uh, to do the hard work, to do the study, to tell them the truth. And so I'm excited that you're here. I'm excited that you're part of this this uh, journey in your life, and uh, and I hope that as you as, as we study the Word of God together, as we look at and read together, uh, some of these uh, um, well, there'll be challenging books to read. They will make you think, uh, and you'll be reminded of what I just said that this whole task is is uh, offering up to God, and and I hope that. Uh, as we study together, God will do a great work in your life uh, and help you as you, you begin to piece together the truths of his word as they impact the body of Christ. God bless you in your studies.